0: I'm Janine this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and this is get the funk out Standing by to join me is Drina Burton She's one of the pioneering vegan cookbook authors and she's going to talk about details of her book that's coming out Uh, It's not out yet, but I'm looking forward to hearing about it But she's written five best-selling cookbooks and I was so fortunate. I was at my nieces last week and she broke out this book plant-powered families and oh my gosh, Even looking at it, I get hungry any time of day. So it is my pleasure to welcome to this show, Drina Burton. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Janine. And that's really nice to hear about the book and being inspired to eat vegan and cook more plant foods.
0: As I said, I've never felt better.
1: It's a very nutritious, like life-giving way to eat. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, so tell me, I'm going to get into your backstory. You've written these five books, but what made you decide to become vegan?
1: It was a a bit of a slow process. It began in my late teens. Um, I was always like someone that was interested in food. Um, but I grew up just like most of us eating meat and potatoes, ate a lot of junk food as a child. I loved it all.
0: Yes, (laughs) me too.
1: Everything. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I came across pieces of information throughout the years. And I I look back now thinking that that was just part of my, you know, story, I guess. I was meant to come across these things to learn. And, excuse me, in my 20s, I came across uh, Diet for a New America by John Robbins. And that book really opened my eyes to the health issues surrounding eating meat and dairy, also the environmental impact. And also, of course, you know, animal ethics and what we're doing as a culture every day. And it's really not even in our vision what's happening to animals every single day. Sure. Yeah. And it was like a, a light switch went off. Um, I felt this passion to learn more and I kept reading and learning, and of course, This was, it was over 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And so there was no Facebook to learn (laughs) these things. I was just kind of plundering and and finding my own way. Um, I decided to take the step, right? So first remove red meat. How do I feel? Mm -hmm. And that always seemed like the biggest thing, right? Everyone thinks red meat is the- Oh, I know. And it's not like chicken is just as it has the same effects health wise as red meat mm-hmm. and fish is not a health food either. I mean, um, and then dairy is a whole uh, the beast whole, whole beast <laughs> yes, to conquer. And it's usually the hardest thing for yeah. people to get out of their diet, cheese in particular. And that's because cheese does have a um, an addictive type of effect in our body. when we Kind of like it. chocolate. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I love chocolate, so oh <laughs> I'm not that. getting rid of chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate's great. Um, but it does. It actually makes us crave more, and that's why it's really difficult to get out of our diet. Yes. And um, so I went that route. Dairy was the last frontier. In fact, the very last thing for me was parmesan. And I later learned that it's very concentrated in, in the compounds that make it really like addictive.
0: So, wow. Uh, Interesting. Uh,
1: Um, so, and when I gave up all those, like it was a phase and I felt better and dairy and I just went, wow, like all of a sudden, all of these health things that I had in my twenties.
0: That's what I wanted to ask you. Did you feel that you had issues going on when you were younger?
1: Yeah. And in my twenties, you know, you should feel pretty darn good in your twenties. Not, I had, um, episodes of gout in my foot in my twenties. Oh my gosh. So young. And my digestion was always off. I felt concentrated a lot. And- And always, you know, just sluggish. You'd eat and feel that sluggishness after you eat, like you felt- That was me. Tank out. Yeah. And so my energy lifted um, and my digestion improved and I just felt fantastic um, and- I had been carrying like a little extra weight, I was never really heavy, but it just kind of naturally went away. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, felt great. And the food was more delicious than I ever imagined. What happens when you start eating more plant foods and you remove the dairy and meat, it's like your palate kind of expands, opens up. And all of a sudden there's these new flavors and cuisines, and it's exciting, it's not at all dull or bland.
0: That's amazing. I have to say, growing up, I ate a lot of fast food and I was always very tired and had a lot of eczema and I was depressed. Right. So anybody watching this, I would say if your kid is going through something or you're young adult off in college, be a detective and see what it is they are eating. Tell them, teach them to be yeah. a detective.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, food is first and foremost. It's what we're ingesting every day and mm-hmm. the energy that we're bringing into our bodies, yes. or just all the junk that we're bringing into our bodies. And it affects us far more than just physically. It affects us in time, emotionally, and mentally, everything, right? It's a whole energy that we're kind of developing.
0: I, I had mentioned this. I've heard this a lot of people saying to me, where do you get your protein? Now, I eat a lot of broccoli, a lot of greens, a lot of beans, You know, different things like that. What, how do you answer that?
1: Well, you just did, you got that. Okay. <laughs> you're crushing it. I got that covered. Yeah, you, really, you really, I mean, I think people feel we need to eat a lot of tofu. No, that's not true. I mean, tofu can be part of the diet, and we don't need to eat the, um, the vegan meats even that are on the market. You can eat them, but it's not like you need to. Protein comes in all plant foods. Even if you're eating mostly, um, say, Potatoes, grains, and greens yes, you have enough protein even without beans. But beans are very high in protein. Yeah. I love beans. Oh, me too. Every day, I love them. And nuts and seeds are really high in protein. Really, it's just about eating the whole foods. Sure. And calculate it. Most people get far more protein than our bodies need, and that's that again causes health issues when we're over taxing our body with having to process animal protein.
0: How do you feel your energy is at this point in your life being vegan? Because I know how I feel.
1: Yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I, we have a busy life, three kids. I work from home. I also teach yoga and write my recipes. Um, I feel great. I mean, I'll be 50 in October. And the only complaint I have at this stage is really the point issues that come up later in life. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really from repetitive motions of all the cooking right. I'm doing things. Of yeah. Course. Other than that, I feel great. And, uh, like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's life giving, as I say, really nourishes you on a deep level.
0: Tell me about, uh, the book that I had seen, uh, the plant-based book for families.
1: Yeah. Plant Power Families. I have it yes. here. That's it here. Amazing. And, yeah. So this was five years ago and that's our three girls. And I look at that now and I think, Oh, they're just like, just wee babies, (laughs) of course. Um, And I wrote that book uh, after all of my cookbooks had, you know, they all have certain themes, but i would never done one that was about families and really family-friendly recipes, but also in terms of the practical things of life, like people ask, what do you do at school and what about kids' birthday parties and what about picky eaters and what about having to be nut-free at school and it feels Mm -hmm. stressful. So I included chapters in that book to cover all those bases. That's great. Yeah. um, Lunches and picky eaters and all those things. And then the recipes, I wanted them to be really as simple as possible without as much, you know, extra steps, extra prep work, quick prep, but abundance of flavor. That was kind of my goal, was to have the recipes be fairly quick for people, but really family friendly and delicious and give people modifications for spices and things like that with kids. So it's been a very popular book. The recipes are generally easy and um, because they're using whole foods, they're nutritious. uh, And like I said, they're really, really tasty.
0: You know, the other thing I wanted to bring up to people watching this is that here we are in a pandemic, and if you want to watch your pennies, not eating meat and going vegan, e- eating alternatives, beans, as we said, veggies and things like that, is a lot more cost-efficient.
1: Yes. The basics are the like the staples of the diet being the whole foods, beans, grains, nuts, seeds, um, greens, vegetables. Those are generally um, quite cost um, you know efficient for people, except you know nuts and seeds can get a little bit pricey, but everything else is i mean beans are dirt cheap
0: oh they sure are
1: they're, they're really quite cheap, especially if you yeah. buy the dry grains are usually not too expensive vegetables. Where it can get pricey is if you're buying the specialty foods or the replacement products. And we all like to kind of dabble in those. But in general, if you're sticking to the whole foods and making most of your meals from those and your snacks and just enjoying what those are and how delicious they can be, it's very inexpensive.
0: I happened to check out some of your YouTube videos. I saw one on an alternative to Rice crispy Treats. And I saw rice pudding that you could have even for breakfast that looked delicious.
1: Right. Yeah, I love to combine foods in different ways that kind of seem odd to people sometimes, but are surprising. Like one of my very popular recipes is a chocolate sweet potato cake, and it has orange potato in the frosting, that's in the Plant Powered Families book, and in the cake. So it helps sweeten it, it gives it moisture, um, and it's not sneaking the vegetables. It's really just using the foods to bring the qualities of what's special about that ingredient, like sweet potatoes, is naturally sweet and it's really moist. So let's use it in here instead of extra sugar or lots of oil. It mm-hmm. just helps bring the flavor and texture together in, in an interesting way. And I find we can, com, can combine really hearty ingredients like potatoes, sweet potatoes, grains, beans, move them into a burger or a casserole, then it's so satisfying. People aren't asking, what's not in it it's just
0: yes I saw that I wanted to try your uh, bean burger try making that
1: right the Mediterranean one mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. how do you
0: come up with these recipes is it a lot of experimenting how does it work
1: um I'd say in the beginning it was a lot of experimenting and kind of figuring out how because I never grew up cooking like I never learned oh. I mean I saw my mom cook for there's six girls in my family so we had a big family she was always cooking but I never joined her. And I really didn't develop that interest in cooking until I became vegan. I did not enjoy prepping animal foods. Mm -hmm. uh, The cross-contamination and- I agree. Yeah, the cleanup after, it was never appealing to me. And then I started cooking with plant foods and it's so colorful and clean and vibrant. Everything came to life. So um, yeah, sometimes I just get this idea and I go, oh, I'm gonna play with that. Um, I might see something on TV that inspires me. I might see something in a book. But generally, um, I just have things that pop in my head that I say, oh, I might want to try this for supper and, and just look at what's in the fridge and say, this is literally what I have. What am I going to make with it? Sure. And I work from there.
0: I find that there's, for people that are gluten-free, I'm gluten-free, not having something processed and going for the real food is so key. I mean, you find you can be so creative. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And- um, gluten-free and vegan get confused a lot. You probably Mm -hmm. have. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's when you tend, when you tend to move towards gluten-free and or vegan, you just start to move towards more whole foods. Right. And and then you start to see over time how satisfying they are and really what combinations you can come up with, like puddings made out of, like you say, rice or sweet potato or with chia seeds and, and all these things. It's, it's creative. Yeah. And interesting.
0: This is crazy, but when I, I have a joke with my daughter, um, it'll be at like ten o'clock and I'll eat a sweet potato, a cold sweet <laughs> potato, with you know, something to drink. And she's like, Oh, you know, so it became a joke. Like on her birthday, I would wrap up a sweet potato. <laughs> she thinks I'm crazy. But no. the, the energy it gives me, you know, because it's loaded with so many great things is incredible.
1: Yeah. Sweet potatoes are magical. I think they're one of the best ingredients that we have. In our use, really, like some of us you know we, we get interested in all the new and exciting superfoods that come out, but really, something like a sweet potato is quite versatile. I use it in everything from salad dressing mm-hmm. to dinners to desserts, and like you said it 's satisfying and it 's so nutrient dense
0: right I started eating them in graduate school because i 'd have late classes and i 'd go get a, a salad a huge salad from uh, Whole Foods in Boston. And I'd have to eat it in between. And one of the things was cold sweet potatoes. And they would season it a certain way with rosemary and garlic. And I, I just love them. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your other book coming out.
1: Right. So I just finished writing my next book. It's called Drina's Kind Kitchen. And it's a compilation of just beautiful Whole Foods recipes. It's not a family focus. It's really kind of coming back to my evolving with cooking and where it is and what I want to bring to people. Again, using Whole Foods and using them in really fun, interesting ways. Um, I'm really excited about it. The recipes are, I think, very doable for people um i have found my cooking has simplified over the years before kids i used to get fussy with ingredients and now it's just- not anymore <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no. no and so it comes out in august of next year oh wonderful did you co-write a book too uh for people with diabetes yes with dr barnard I saw so- that. Yeah, Dr. Neil Barnard with um, PCRM, uh, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, I did all the recipes for that diabetes book, and it's for people who want to look at using diet to reverse or uh, prevent type 2 diabetes. Sure. And I also did the recipes for his cheese trap book. And as we were talking about dairy and cheese, right. he wrote all about that addictive
0: compound and cheese and why it's such a difficult thing to get out of the diet but you can That do it. was hard that was hard for me because i grew up on cheeseburgers I and cheese omelets and all that stuff
1: i but called myself a dairy queen i loved it all <laughs> <laughs> ice cream cheese yogurt i loved it everything yeah you really need to be um, about 30 days it takes like a few weeks to be clear of it and you you just commit to it make it a priority make your health a priority and say, yeah, you know, I can do that. And after those three, four weeks, you
0: truly don't want it. If
1: something changes. Yeah.
0: You're right. I think also people need to realize that certain things are very inflammatory. And let's say if you had rheumatoid arthritis in your family or other inflammatory illnesses to really dial into that and eat things that are conducive to that.
1: Yes. And I know my own experience, like I mentioned in my 20s with gout, I was also having joint issues. I was in university. Too young. So young. And I was doing a presentation and my knees hurt to stand up. What's oh going on in my body now? Again, I can feel certain joint things at my age, but it's more of these repetitive movement issues that are going on. So I can only imagine if I continued eating the way I was, how I would be now. You know, my mom does have a lot of issues with um, joints and osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. So like you say, these things are definitely a part of how our body feels. So I, I'm yes. very thankful that I discovered that when I did.
0: And it sounds like your I, I heard your daughter, I think, on one of the videos in the background. It was yes. so cute. It sounds like you really have paved the way for them to understand what to eat, what not to eat and to get into the kitchen really young.
1: Yeah. You know, they, uh, people always ask me, do they want to go eat McDonald's or whatever? They truly Mm -hmm. never do. And I'm not like trying to sugarcoat that. They love their food. They grow up on it. That's good. Uh, Yeah. When kids, I mean, we really, um, teach our kids about food ultimately. Right. And children grow to, to love the food that they know. So if you're growing kids on fast food all the time, that's what they're going to be craving and wanting. Our kids do love our food. And yes, they'll have junk with their friends and treats that, that we have at home and that kind of thing too. But sure. they always back to the whole foods. That's good. Yeah. And I really noticed that in my older girls too, that if they're out and they've had that kind of food with their friends, they want that good stuff again. Sure. Um, they're connected to it. It's, it's not bribing them it's not having to coax them, it's it becomes part of their life, just like it's part of ours.
0: Right, I feel like if you don't push it on them but you have it around, it's always there. I remember one morning waking up and my daughter came down she says, guess what I had at 11.30 last night? I said, what? She said, um, oatmeal and blueberries and some broccoli. <laughs> awesome, I, mean, I thought you were gonna say sweet potato, but. <laughs> no, she's, she loves that too though, yeah. Or it's spinach just- salad or, yeah.
1: I know uh, my eldest, she's 19 and she works at a vegan cafe in the area now. So that's pretty cool. Um, She said to me one night, she said, mom, next time when you make broccoli, just make a lot of it because at the end of the day, I just want a lot of broccoli.
0: What? Who says that?
1: (laughs) Right. Um, Good job, mom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yay. Um so yeah you know they and then my youngest is she's during this whole quarantine and everything she's been in the kitchen cooking with me more and Good. learning um, it's awesome yeah
0: yeah that's been the upside is that i feel like people are cooking more and cooking the right things and having yes. these connections they didn't have
1: yeah seeing that you know coming back to preparing food again cuz i think we lost touch with that for a long time and it takes a little bit of discipline to get back and prepare food, but it's so worth it.
0: You're absolutely right. Where can people find out more about you?
1: My website is my name, Drina, that's D-R-E-E-N-A, drinaburton.com. And then my books are on Amazon and, uh, you know, other book retailers.
0: I want to give a shout out to my niece, Emily, who introduced me to your cookbook. I was amazed. Yes, me too. Thank you, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Well, be well. And thank you again. This has been wonderful.
1: Thank you, Janine. Appreciate it.